Harrison Army Rising. There's going to come a time that the church will rise as the highest of all the mountains and saviors will be raised in the church to deal with the world system. And let it be now. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and supplies others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right tax collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit for we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We are grateful to the Almighty God for yet another opportunity to come your way. Come your way with the unadulterated word of God. We are discussing bitterness, seed of resentment in the heart of men. Now we are talking about offense. Because we have said that bitterness is caused and it is caused by offense. Bitterness is caused by offense. And we have said that it is impossible that offenses should not come. So we said last week that sometimes for the sake of the glory of God. For the sake of the family. For the sake of the institution. For the sake of the future. Sometimes for the sake of the majority. You need to offend. But don't do that for your own self-aggrandizement. But do it for the sake of the future and an institution or a family. See, our belief system will always give rise to our conduct. What we believe will give rise to our conduct. Teachings, either by word or deed, have effect on hearers. Now, so the teachings, whether by word or deed, has effect on hearers and viewers, especially when it is coming from elders or leaders, because what they do and say become a tradition for others to follow. That is why Jesus cautioned that we always have to be careful of yeast. Matthew chapter 16, 5 to 7. 
And then I'll continue from 11 and 12. Matthew 16 from 5. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. They forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. And so, let's jump to verse 11. Jesus had their discussion. And he wanted to at least correct them. Let them know that he's not talking about yeast that we put in bread. And so verse 11. How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? Yeah. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was just talking about the effect teachings of these strong sects have on the people. And so we always have to be careful of the yeast. Be careful of the yeast. If you have to stop it somehow, do it. Don't allow it to take charge over the entire door. So when you see the negative, that the negative effect of an action or inaction may have consequence on an organization, on a family, on yourself, and the future, you need to step in and set the record straight. Do it in the best way that you can. But you see, brothers and sisters, you can never say, I will not offend. Listen, Listen sometimes you have to say no to a benefactor. Let me repeat that. Sometimes you have to say no to a benefactor. He might have supported your education, but it doesn't mean you have to give yourself to him in response to his kindness. Fear God. She may be bringing in all the tithes, but that doesn't mean that you have to close your eyes on her evil character. You need to deal with 
tode bia wa so dem mpo bia no no e na odi ntutusu do akese ni nyina ba e no nkyere se oye boni amenka wo modia na fa ade no to de da sometimes you need to say no to your superior tode bia nipa odi wo sopani kwa no so otimi kan da bi kire no it may be your boss but it doesn't follow that you should yield to his or her advances fear god Sometimes you need to say no to a friend. You need to say no to a friend. When his or her evil communication or dealings or stands may corrupt your good morals. Fear God. See, brothers and sisters, even children are supposed to obey their parents in the Lord. So, when what their parents are saying is against the Lord's commands, the Bible wants children even to be on the side of God. You can never say, I will not offend anyone. The great Billy Graham once said this, and I quote, Billy Graham be attractive and winsome is somebody that uh, you are innocently beautiful but do not compromise your convictions for the sake of popularity if you are a leader You'll be confused when you want to follow propriety. Shall we read together? Ready, go. Be attractive and winsome, but do not compromise your conviction for the sake of being popular. You need to say no to every ungodliness, no matter where it's coming from. You need to say no to every ungodliness, no matter where they are coming from. Now, let me remind you of Titus chapter 2 from verse 11. Titus 2 from verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. That same grace that gave birth to us, the Bible says that it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. It teaches us to say 
no to every ungodliness. In our daily walk with the Lord Jesus. We should remember as it were to draw the lines of resistance. Now set the boundaries clear. You know, tell yourself that as for this line, I will not cross. Don't let circumstances dictate to you as to what to do. Draw the lines. Set the boundaries clear and live within the bounds. Be a Christian. Hold your own spirit and don't let circumstances dictate to you. Don't indulge in your weakness. So, control your appetite. Control your appetite. Try. 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 Do not compromise your convictions for the sake of pleasing men. You should say no. You should say no to all ungodliness. Now, if you say no to all ungodliness, no matter where it's coming from, then you should not say, I will never offend anyone. See, the promise of God could be transgenerational. The promise of God could be transgenerational. And if you entertain evil, you may cut it. You may cut it short. You have to be careful because God wants to bless you, your children and your children's children. God wants the business that you have started today to grow beyond you. But be careful to bring God into the business and into your home. Now we find teachings on ancestral curses much attractive than teachings on ancestral blessings. Now, God wants to bless you. Hey, let's turn to Genesis 18, verse 18 and 19. I want you to pay close attention to this scripture. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed through him. If we say Ampara Abraham Baye Oma Eswa Eding Nanimu Wobeshre we are say Amenina. For I have chosen him so that he would direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then the next word is so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. His promise to him is that he's going to be a powerful nation. 
and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. And but for the promise to come to pass, he has to raise his children well. So that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. So when some of his children are not living right, he should be able to say no to what they are doing. To stand against discipline them because they may truncate the blessing. You should never say, I don't want to offend Isaac. Remind Isaac of the blessings of the Lord and what she should do to stay at a place where the providence of God can flow through him. Yes. But there's a bad example in scripture that I want to bring up. And because this man probably didn't want to offend, it cut short God's providence and blessing that was supposed to be transgenerational in his family. First Samuel chapter 2. We'll read a long passage for um, for the sake of clearer understanding. Uh, so I'll start from verse 27. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your ancestors' family when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your ancestors out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priests and to go up to my altar and burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your ancestors' family all the food offerings presented by the Israelites. So because he wanted them to be priests, he also arranged that the people would even bring him them food. Na miye no Israel musuya kony namu se omedi me sofwa na omo afori mutia so or she afodye na onse edusham na onse asofotadye no menim na medi Israel for ja afodye nina mema wejefi. Yes. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribe for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me? By fattening yourself on the choice part of every offering made by my people Israel. Therefore, uh, therefore means therefore as a result. The God of Israel declares. This is what he's going to declare. But originally he has said that he himself chose the family. To serve him. 
as priest, but now he is going to change his mind. But now the Lord declares, Far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. God is saying that I chose your ancestors to serve me. I made provision for your house what to eat. So I don't expect you to go into my sacrifice, the offering that is made for me. I don't expect you and your children to do that, to go into it and disturb that offering. So he says, now declares the Lord. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me, I will also despise. Now verse 31. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house. The strength of your priestly house. So that no one in it will reach old age. So I'll cut your strength. And your priestly house. So that no one in it will live to an old age. And you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, no one in your family, no one in your family line will ever reach old age. Everyone of you that I do not cut off from seven at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength and all your descendants would die in their prime life. May the Lord cause this never to happen to any of us. Now, by this time, the children were still alive, but listen, 34, and what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be a sign to you they will both die in the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house and they will minister before my anointed one always. So he takes Eli's house from there and then he says, I'm going to put another person's family there. Yes. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him. And then this hymn was referring to Samuel, that small boy who came 
do live if Eli and his children for a piece of silver and a loaf of bread and plead, appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. When they were not content with the food that God has made provision for them, and they would rather eat from the Lord's table that which they were not supposed to eat, he said there is going to come a time that your descendants will even beg for a space in their priestly work so that they can even find some food to eat. But no one will appoint them. Now, it sounds like oni ni manu nyina tietia onyankopon afodie so na ni onyame hyema won se won fa no wo faftra fa onyankopon de ka ho nti sei eni onyame eka efa won o se de ebeka wo fie no beba abekoto neja na waje dwetebuna eni panu muya na waka se mesre wo fa mehye asofu djuma no ba kubi mu na menya panu bupre beko edi see Eli's priestly line was cut short because of the behavior of his children yeah, and his failure to decidedly discipline them. See, the old man Eli tried to talk to his children, but that was not enough. It was not enough. Listen to how he went about doing it. First Samuel chapter two, verse twenty-two. Oma yenshesenia eli oye no ewo Samuel homa edikai eti mienu eimu edionu mienu elko. Now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Now afe eli. Akura na oti adia ni ma diriye Israel ni na no ni sediye wone ema na wobeye shiye into madang ano edumano eda. Verse twenty-three. So he said to them, now listen to Eli. Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about those wicked deeds of yours. Now catch there one say, I didn't. And I'm here, son, see me. Now, me see, monsieur, money, if you're man, you know, no, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the lost people is not good. Debbie, Mamma, nine yatin kappa, and I'm eating a muhuyi, Mamma, a rather minor form. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? Now, is it time to be talking about philosophies? This is not time to question why. Why are you doing this? And give wise things that if someone has an issue with another, God may mediate for the fellow. If the person has an issue with God, who will do the mediation? Now, is it time to be talking about all this? And yes, he sir. should have been firmer in his resolve. At least you could have suspended these guys. You would have saved the priestly line. 
Huh? He would have saved that. But instead of being firmer, probably he didn't want to offend these boys. And he lost the future and the priesthood. His descendants were cut off from serving God as priests. One day, Kephas made a statement. See, it is always good for someone to be sacrificed for the redemption of many. It is always good for Hophni and Phinehas to have been sacrificed so that the priestly line of Eli be kept. Hmm. When Cephas realized that there was confusion and it may cause the displeasure of Rome because of how the people were praising Jesus Christ. Then he made a suggestion. I will read the suggestion to you in John chapter 11, verse 50. The suggestion, Cephas, the high priest at the time, who was also the leader of the council, gave. Now, yes, of penny in the breast, who knows, I mean, Timmy, who say air bar, or who's away, and fast and debby and re Romano, Niana or the Tufuno, any. Let me start from forty nine, John eleven from forty nine. Then one of them, named Cephas, who was high priest that year, spoke up, You know nothing at all. Yes, Johannes and Pano, a Tidubaco, a thing you move at your nine, and crown echo. Yeah. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. What he's saying is this. This statement is about Jesus. But he's trying to say that you spare the rod. You spoil the child. A little living, when not dealt with, can work itself through the whole do, the entire do. So if this Jesus is going to be a problem, to the extent that Rome will come and destroy the whole of the Jewish nation. Let's take him out. And he says, Hi, yes, we obey your how they are my I'm a room for you now. I'm a high room. And you're in the freeway. So, even history knows that it was this Cephas who masterminded the death of Christ. And to show you, pa, not just say, Abacosum, a trace, a Cephas of Benino, or no, and you dear Nimu, pa, ma, will come Christo. Because all of us. Who want to see anyone who suggested that Jesus should die as an enemy? Uh, but don't worry, because by his death we have bad life. So let's thank God for Kephas. But at least what he is saying is, is true. Yeah, not just a Kephas. I've been trying to buy no, and no, and I don't know. You know, Jesus, so much. We come Jesus. 
na nyukum yesu no de bibia ye mpene ho asempa atinti no nanso yesu wo no aboyen timumi ehwe ye when you find a thief in your institution take him out okay so wo hukromfo e wo adwuma ko ma ye ni free ho so that your whole institution is not destroyed na amadwuma ko ni nyina tumi agina nansai this is kefas kefa ne futuo ni don't be afraid to offend men suro se wo be fom offense is not bitterness no matter what we do, offenses will come. Sometimes if you don't want to offend like Eli, you will lose the whole future. You spare the rod. You spoil the child. You spare the rod. You spoil the family. You spare the rod. You spoil the organization. You spare the rod. You disturb the future. It is impossible that offenses should not come. So never say that. As for me, I will never offend anyone. Sometimes, the man who took you to who supported you in the university you should say no to him say no to him say no to him the one who took care of you when you were at the university when he comes back that you should pay him find money and pay him but not if you're buddy. Don't cheat on your husband. Don't cheat on your wife. So don't entertain that man's advances. Say no to him. You have to be careful. So I don't want to offend this man. But but you want want to offend God? Fear God. Shall we rise in prayer? Paul says that if I still please men, I will not be a servant of Christ. In our walk in this life, certainly, certainly, we may have we may have to step on a toe. Don't say. As for me, I will never offend anyone. If that one man wants you to offend God, offend the man and connect with God. Shall we pray? If for any reason you need to repent of any action, please do. Please repent. Lift up your voice wherever you are. Let's ask God for forgiveness. Any area that we have compromised on our conviction. Begin to pray. Bye. 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 Bye.